Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. Welcome back to the Raising in Sports Punters pod where we reduce risk in the rambunctious wagering world to work out where and when to distribute your dynamic dollars. Jimmy Buckley with you on this Friday, November the 11th, ahead of the final round of English Premier League matches before the FIFA World Cup in Qatar kicks off later this month, which means I'm joined by the most versatile pundit on either side of the Tasman Sea. Welcome, Ken Rutherford. Yes, versatile. That's a, that's a good word to use, actually, James. <laughs> uh, I can say the same about you, actually, mate, to be fair. Where, where, where does it end uh, your wealth of knowledge? But uh, no, looking forward again from a punting perspective to this weekend, the last one, as you mentioned before, the World Cup, uh, the next round of EPL games after this one, I think, is on Boxing Day. So it's a good old break. And I see the, the Championship also have a break, as do the Scottish Premier League. So uh, we will be focusing very much on the Soccer World Cup for the next uh, three to four weeks and really looking forward to it. We certainly will. And as just discussed before we hit the record button, the, the Scottish, the mm. annual Scottish winter break has, <laughs> has been shifted, but I don't think the weather's uh, been shifted. So we'll see how that plays out over well, December and January. in the immortal words of the Stereophonics and their great song, it's an Indian summer over there at the moment, so you'll probably find up north in Scotland it's 15 to 18 degrees as they have their winter break uh, after this round of games. So, yeah, not one. I thought they might have kept going, but there'll be uh, renewed interest in leagues one and two, I'd imagine, from a punting perspective, uh, along with, of course, the World Cup. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Now, just quickly, a couple of things before we rip into it. We'll touch on the cricket the last three or four weeks. Uh, you've, you've paraded an, an incredible list of guests that have come through and given their time generously to the Racing and Sports Punters pod, but Pakistan versus England in the final. Yeah, see the prices are around 163 to 165 England, depending on where you shop, and around 225 to 230 on, on Pakistan. And uh, look, two terrific semi-finals. I thought New Zealand were, as I've mentioned previously, conservative, predictable. I was a bit disappointed in Kane Williamson's post-match comments as captain, actually, when he thought his bowlers and fiddlers hadn't performed as they might have. I thought 153 or 154 the Kiwi total was probably 15 and 20 runs light. And uh, the reason why, though, 15 and 20 runs light was because of Kane Williamson. He, he struck at about 105, 106 strike rate, scored his 41 runs off about 38 balls. And really, his lack of um, energy and urgency and from over sort of 6 to 10 probably got New Zealand behind the eight ball. So I found that odd. Yeah, we didn't battle bowl that well in New Zealand, but Pakistan very much cruised to, to victory there. And what a match, and what a terrific atmosphere it was at the Adelaide Oval just last night where India and England uh, fought out another terrific occasion in cricket. And England, of course, convincing winners, Butler and Hales. Where's Hales been the last two or three years, you've got to say? It's, uh, his, his return to the international scene has been striking. Um, he's, he's had some good form over here in the Big Bash, hasn't he? He's played well at the Adelaide Oval before, actually, and scored runs, and gee was he, he played Incredibly, I thought his innings probably was the innings of the tournament. Yeah, unbelievable. They're certainly peaking at the right time. 
I can't see England losing, honestly. I think if they bat first, they bowl first, it won't matter. Uh, I'm not sure if Mark Wood will be back or not. Pakistan are still very reliant on their top two. Barbara Azam, who until the semi-final against the Kiwis, hadn't scored a run. I think he'd only scored about 40 runs in the whole tournament, but came, came good against New Zealand, albeit he was dropped uh, before he'd scored by De- Devin Conway. And um, Mohamed Rishwan, of course, who's been in great form, has been in great form for a good couple of years now. Their middle order is flaky. They, they can strike, they can whack it, they can absolutely score at uh, strike rates in the stratosphere, but they can also crumble. So there'll be a lot of pressure on the Pakistan batsmen from three to seven in the order, and whether they can withstand that pressure from an England attack that covers all bases. Spin bowling, Mo and Ali didn't even get a bowl last night, it wasn't required. Liam Livingston bowled his overs, and it has to say if Wood comes in as well, they've got... They've got all bases covered in terms, of, in terms of the variety of their bowling attack. England at 163, if you can shop around for that, around that price, I'd just take it. That sounds like a terrific value for the reasons you've just outlined. Uh, and just quickly, we're, we're big fans too uh, on this podcast of non-league football. We yep. certainly don't discriminate. Just a, a quick shout-out to Alex Fletcher, the Bath City striker, who had a, a sickening accident on the field midweek in their game against Dulwich Hamlet, which was a... Uh, called off he, by the sounds of it he's suffered a, a very very serious head knock in the concrete advertising boards around the ground he was rushed to hospital for emergency neurosurgery remains in a stable but very critical condition at this point mm. Bath have subsequently cancelled their next two fixtures so our thoughts certainly out there with that with Alex's family and friends he's only 23 the young fella freak uh, accident yeah, yeah shocker um, just a terrible thing that uh Shouldn't really happen in this day and age, really should it, in terms of the advertising boards and, and, and such like. I often see it in Rugby League and, and Rugby Union as well, particularly in the UK, actually, in Rugby League, where some of the grounds are quite small. The uh, you know the in-goal areas are very, very small, and you see the, the, the wingers, as they score a try, clattering into the to the advertising boards very close to the foundations of the stadiums and stuff. So it's, uh, it's an accident. You'd think in this day of health and safety, etc., it shouldn't really happen. The English Premier League. So this will be the last we see of the big boys mm. for about uh, five or six weeks. Uh, some fascinating games too to, to see us into the World Cup break. Ken, you've no doubt cast your eye over this fixture list. Just a couple to throw at you quickly. Man City host Brentford. Mm. Liverpool host Southampton, who have just appointed a new manager there in Nathan Jones. Spurs host a resurgent Leeds United. And uh, Manchester United, your boys travel all the way down to Craven Cottage after, I guess, exacting a small portion of revenge against mm. Aston Villa last night, albeit in the League Cup. What do you like the look of this week? United were good this morning. They were It was 0-0 at half-time, then Villa scored in the 48th minute, so just after half-time. And uh, Man United alarm bells were ringing, of course, but uh, they, they scored at a couple of great goals. You know, Rashford's back to good form, and see he's been picked in the England squad for the World Cup, and good on him, he deserves to be there. So hopefully United can put that uh, performance against Villa in the league b- behind them. But those games you mentioned, they, they will be the subject of a lot of punters' multis this weekend. James, Man City at, uh, against Brentford at home, thirteen. Man City. Throw in your Liverpool price, $1.25 against uh, Southampton, now managed by Nathan Jones, ex-Luton Town. Uh, and the other short one you mentioned was Tottenham Hotspur, dollar sixty-two against against your lot, Leeds United. Short, very at, short at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think they call it, don't they? Um, gee, Spurs, what do you make of their form? I, I was watching their game yesterday, 
in the EFL Cup. You're going to tell me who they are playing against very, very shortly because I can't quite recall. But the commentator was saying the last seven or eight games they've been behind in every match. They've, wow. they've conceded the opening goal. They're, they just can't start games. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly where to put them at this stage of the season. I think Harry Kane looks a little bit tired. He's got a huge season ahead of him. I mean, he's right in the midst of it now. He's still got to navigate this Qatar World Cup, but he does certainly carry a lot of responsibility in that team. And I think he's jaded, and I suspect that's probably filtering down to a lot mm. of his teammates as well. Uh, we know that uh, Antonio Conte is a, a pretty savage manager, I suppose, physically, when it comes to what he expects from them on the training pitch. Mm. Uh, maybe that's catching up them a little bit. But like I say, I'm not entirely sure what to make of them. I couldn't tell you right now if they're a lock for the top four or, uh, you know, if they're even going to finish in the top six. There's certainly plenty to play out as far as their season goes. And uh, let me just say, the mighty Leeds United are in a, a rich vein of form at the moment. They'll be sending down a, uh, a travelling party of <laughs> beer-swilling supporters who will do their best to disturb those Tottenham Hotspur supporters at their home ground and... That could be an interesting little game. What a game last weekend, oh. Bournemouth. I mean, three-one down leads in about the sixtieth minute, and they come back and, and, and win the game four-three. Uh, Jesse Marsh has been a manager on the edge, and he always looks on the edge during during a match. But he's he's one guy. If if results had gone a little bit the other way over the last month, he might have might have found his way out the back door as well. But um, they're playing okay, Leeds. They're, they're they're a good side to watch. They always have been, haven't they? Under mm. The previous manager as well, of course, Bielsa. So if they get their defence shored up a little bit more, well, quite a lot more, um, <laughs> you, you might find uh, some some more positivity up the table. But it's, I think for two managers, James, this weekend is a very, very important important matches for them. And the two managers are David Moyes of West Ham, whose form has really tapered off over the last uh, month or so, just looking at their win and loss, you know, draw... Loss, win, loss, loss. Last five matches. They're at even money at home against uh, Leicester City, who are 360 to draw at 345. That's going to be one game we're going to throw in my multi. I think there'll be lots of goals in that in that game, punters. And the other manager's got to be Frank Lampard at Everton. A month or so ago, things seemed to be going a little bit better at Goodison Park. But they got thrashed by Bournemouth midweek. Played like a third-string side. Amazing, really, when you think Everton, a, a storied history to this great old club. Not going to win anything this year. They probably won't get relegated. They're not going to get into Europe. They're not going to win the FA Cup. They're not going to win, well, certainly not going to win the Carabao Cup anymore. And this was their chance to win the Carabao Cup or to certainly to, to get a bit of a cup run and sort of get some more enthusiasm around the, the supporter base and play a third string sign against Bournemouth and get beaten by four goals to one. I mean, just big as belief, quite frankly. And, and they take on the same opponent who are actually in pretty good form at the moment, Bournemouth. You look at their last. Their last win, uh, last well, they actually lost last week against Leeds, but they're going okay. They're better. They're, they're at home. They're two eighty. The draw three ten, and evident two dollars and fifty five cents. So, I'm pretty keen on Bournemouth. But for both Moyes and Lampard, they won't want to go into this break with a loss. And just on that game, Mick Bennett, our English Premier League reporter, he's had a look at this one. He reckons the draw at three dollars ten is actually the play. You know, you, you make a good point there. If, if Lampard is under pressure, they're, they're certainly going to want to respond to that midweek rubbish they threw up. Well, depending what results happen over the course of the weekend, I, I, I fancy Knott's Forest might get something at home against Crystal Palace. So they'll go up to 13 points. 
Everton are on 14 at the moment, so if they lose, they stay there, obviously. West Ham are on 14 at the moment. So th- th- both those sides shouldn't really be worried about where the likes of Knotts, Forest and Wolves are on 10 points currently. They should have to worry about those sides because they are better sides than those two sides, but they're not showing at the moment, particularly West Ham. I mean, West Ham, gee whiz, you look at their side, uh, not just their top 11, but also the other, their other, the whole squad, the squad as a whole, they're playing in the, I think it's the Conference of Europe, they're a good team. They've got some great players and um, Moyes will want to finish off this start of the season, this uh, early juncture with a win against uh, Leicester City at home. Do you have a play in that game, Ken? Uh, Mick Bennett, uh, the, the big West Ham supporter, he likes the draw there as well at $3.45. Well, let's go straight to my my three-legged multi for the for the weekend in terms of Premier League, James. I like the Knotts Forest Crystal Palace game. Both teams to score market and the answer is yes. I can see being goals here. And that's paying a dollar eighty-seven. So Nottingham Forest at City Ground, Crystal Palace are in pretty good form. Zaha just he's in incredible form. Some <laughs> great goals he's been scoring lately. Both teams to score say yes. I I'm going against Mick. I think Bournemouth will win at home. I think they'll beat Everton, and they're paying at two dollars and eighty cents. So Bournemouth there could be goals in that game as well. But I'll go the head-to-head price two eighty, and West Ham playing uh, Leicester City. Over two and a half goals at a dollar eighty-eight. I think there will be goals if you look at the average. Of goals in the last nine games between these two teams, West Ham has scored 2.11 goals in the games. Leicester City at 1.67. So you add that up, it's around about 3.78 goals per game. So it's well over the 2.5 line. So I'm prepared to take that $1.88 price. So if you you multiply those all together, punters, $9.84 is your price, your odds around that uh, three-legged multi. That's a brilliant way to, to go into the break. Well, you could get a bit conservative and say Bournemouth may not lose, uh, but they may not win either, so you take the double chance. So working out that on the two fifty five price around Everton, the double chance price Bournemouth draw be to about dollar forty four uh, or $1. forty ish. So if you, that would take your multi price down a bit, but you know, about six bucks probably, six dollars fifty. That could be a more conservative way to go. That's what Kane Williamson would do. <laughs> Ah, uh, very, very good. Anything else in the EPL that strikes your fancy then this well, week? Well, it's really, you're up to the plate, but as I said before, you've got the Man City, Tottenham and Liverpool prices, which will be multied up, I'm sure, by lots of punters, thrown into, the, into, the, into that uh, uh, bag of tricks. Arsenal $1.53. Uh, they're away from home to Molyneux. Look, you know my opinion on Arsenal, James. We've talked about it. I think that their form will slip up uh, around Christmas and into the new year. I can't see them winning the Premier League. I, can't, I honestly think they're a risk to, to get a Champions League spot, but you know, historically I don't really like Arsenal. But, <laughs> but they're, they're at Molyneux, and Wolves have improved. They yeah. have improved. They're now scoring a few goals. Defensively, they're, they've always been good mm-hmm. at the back. And I, I don't mind Wolves, actually, to get something at home. Maybe a draw in that game, but that's the banana skin for punters wanting to take the short prices this weekend. I'm not sure that Arsenal will go to Molyneux and get a result. Just one from me in the Premier League then, and I agree with McBennett on this. Newcastle, $2.25 to beat Chelsea at St James's. I really like the look of this one. That They are flying under Eddie Howe, the Magpies. They're scoring goals at a rapid rate of knots. And poor old Chelsea, poor old Graham Potter, I should say, he came in, he had a probably about a week or two there where he enjoyed himself, and uh, they've just uh, started to fall away a little bit, Chelsea, and I'd throw them almost in the Spurs basket too. I'm not entirely sure what to make of them this season. 
I think that's a long trip to go all the way up there to Newcastle uh, before a, a big long break. And yeah, the Magpies absolutely flying at the moment. Two dollars twenty five to win that game. It was really interesting listening to some of the pundits in the UK uh, talking about Chelsea the other the other night, um, and, and and suggesting they they they're tweaking too much. You know, Potter's apparently a big one for changing the system mid game. You know, you have three at the back and two wing backs isn't quite working after ten minutes. You'll go to a to a four four man back back uh, defensive line and change the whole formation just like that. And the point that uh, Sunas and Keane and all these guys were making is if, if you look at the great teams the last 20, 30 years, Liverpool in the 70s, they just backed themselves to play one way and they beat everyone. Arsenal when they're playing under George Graham and then uh, under Wegner, uh, same thing. They had their way of playing and they backed themselves to beat. Man United the same, Chelsea under Mourinho the same. And just the, the, the tinkering uh, word came back. Of course, we know tinkering was was used for another manager not so long ago who managed to pull off a, a magic Premier League uh, win under Leicester, with Leicester City. But this the thought is that, um, yeah, Potter's come in, he's got all these different combinations, he's got all these different ways of playing, and the Chelsea way of playing hasn't quite settled yet. Yeah, very tough to implement that mid-season, or even early season. So, yeah, I think that's a good price about Newcastle. North of the border... The Scottish Premier League, which, as we discussed, are on the verge of their winter break, which uh, isn't really a winter break, more of a World Cup break. A couple of games here, if we start with the two big dogs, Rangers head on down to St Mirren to close out this little section of the season for them, and Celtic are hosting Ross County at Celtic Park. Anything that caught your fancy there, Ken? Yeah, there is. I actually did quite a bit of research on the league as a whole, and the quite staggering stat for mine, James, was... How few draws there have been this year in the Premier League? Teams like Aberdeen, Livingston and Motherwell have played 15 or 16 games. They've all only drawn one game. Wow. Which is amazing. You think back to the old days of the Premier League and, you know, Scottish, we do a Scots, yeah. aren't we, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and the most draws are teams like, I think Ross County have had three draws. Yeah. And that's the most out of 15 or 16 games. So so from a punting perspective, you look at that kind of stat and you think, well, we could almost discount the draw. Yeah. Uh, of course, this weekend it'll be four out of the six games. It'll be draws, you can guarantee it. But it's, it, I, I was very surprised by that because when I, when I sort of think about Scottish football, I think it can be quite defensive. Yeah. Uh, that has not necessarily the case. The other stat I noticed in one of the key games was Hearts against Livingston. Hearts $1.91, head-to-head three forty the draw. And Livingston, who have been in good form lately, uh, they've won their last two. Uh, they're at 360 in this game at Hearts' home ground in Edinburgh, of course. Uh, the last 11 times they've played at home, Hearts, against Livingston, they've won seven, drawn four, haven't lost. So I'm prepared to throw the $1.91 into a multi, James, to, to kick us off. I think Hearts are a good thing to beat, albeit a side, they're actually in some good form lately. Yeah, they are absolutely flying. I know. Livingston at the moment. Good win against, was it Arsenal, I think, most recently. And I see Robert Snodgrass is playing for uh, Hearts. He's gone from, well, he's been everywhere. Yeah. Uh, he he was league, with he? Uh, West Bromwich Albion, and then he went to Luton, and now he's found himself at Hearts. Of course, a Scottish international. Good left foot. Yeah, very good left foot. And just having a look at the table here, Livingston currently two points ahead of Hearts in the table. Mm. If, if they do get that win and results fall their way, they may actually go into the break in third position on the table. 
which, I mean, unheard of. You wouldn't have ever even dreamed of that about five years ago. Have you been to Livingston home, home ground? Oh, I have not. You haven't? Oh, I have not been to the, the plastic pitch that they play on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one I managed to avoid on my travels, but gee whiz, they're playing incredibly well. A very important game for Hearts just on that too. They need to try and bounce out of this failed European campaign and start to get their league campaign back on track. I mean... I would have thought clearly the third best side in terms of squad yep. in that league at the moment. But it has been a bit of a stop-start season for them. Yeah, and, and I think you mentioned there about the European... It's probably just drawing a few resources from, from their squad, which wouldn't be overladen with uh, you know lots and lots of talent, quite frankly. I know. Mid- these Thursday trips to... Yeah. To Latvia and places Scop- like that. Skopje or something. Oh, Maribor. <laughs> makes it very difficult. If you want to use that as a leg in the multi, I'll, I'll throw in two more quickly. And punters, this is certainly not going to be anything you've not heard before. But St Mirren? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Rangers to go to St Mirren and win. I think a dollar forty. I think that will definitely. Gee, he's happen. under pressure though. But, well, look, Van, Van Bronckhuis is under big pressure. He's under huge pressure. He's seven points off Celtic at this point. Yeah. He cannot afford to drop any more points this no. weekend. First and foremost, St Mirren have just slipped up a little bit lately too. Yeah, uh, the Rangers will take a huge travelling support. They'll take over three sides of that ground. Uh, they'll win that one comfortably. And uh, poor old Ross County, the Staggies go to Celtic Park, where they've never won in the league That's right. in 15 attempts. And uh, I think eight of the last ten league games between these two have been won by Celtic by a margin of at least two goals. And I think Celtic can win by two goals or more. It's, it's only paying a dollar thirty, but you roll that into the Rangers game, and that's a dollar eighty-two. You roll all that into Hearts, and you're starting to get around the three dollar fifty mark. Yeah, so. Ross County head to head in that, in that match against Celtic, thirty-three to one. What amazing, really. Big price. But, I mean, they're 33-1 to 1 for a reason because they've got absolutely no chance here. The only other one I'd throw in there, it's a Sunday game in, in Scotland, Aberdeen at home for Toddry against Dundee United. The goals average between these two sides is quite high, so I'd be going over two and a half goals. and That's around about $1.85, I think it was. Or even the both teams are score market, yes. Aberdeen against Dundee United, that's $1.83. I'd be... Pretty keen on that. Aberdeen were poor the other day, I think, against Livingston. They lost. lost. Yep. Dundee United have been okay, but they're a hard team to follow with any confidence. From a punting perspective, difficult. I would say, however, they, they, they should find the net against Aberdeen. Both teams will. Up at Pataudry there. That is a ground I have been to, and uh, it mm, was so incredibly mm. windy. Cold. And cold. Yeah. Uh, the Granite City. Yeah, nice, nice town when the sun shines. Yep. Beautiful place. Yep. Auntie yeah. Mabel and Maastricht. Yeah. <laughs> Sensational part of the world, that. Mm. Uh, right, yeah, back down into the reaches of the English Championship, which is also on the verge of about a five-week break, barring one December 3rd fixture there, I think, is Sunderland versus Millwall. Otherwise, the league will resume on the 10th of December. Ken, what's caught your eye this week? Well, I always like to have a, have a bet, a wager in the first game of the round, James, which is 7 o'clock kickoff tomorrow morning Australian time. On Saturday morning, you can get up lazily and uh, the missus is still in bed reading a magazine or whatever, make yourself a cup of tea, and in my case, a bacon egg muffin of some kind. And have a bet. And tomorrow morning it's Birmingham City taking on Sunderland. Head to head prices punters two thirty five on the Brummies at home. St Andrews uh, the draw three ten and Sunderland's price at three dollars and ten cents. Birmingham have been well they're de- developing quite a fortress at home. They haven't lost in six matches at home. I don't, 
and they've drawn against the likes of Burnley, who are flying really. I know Burnley slipped up last match against Sheffield United, but in general, Burnley's form has been good. I'm prepared to suggest here that Birmingham City will win and win well. I'm going the minus one on the handicap line at 4.75. Birmingham City to start things off for the weekend on a good note for punters at 4.75 to beat Sunderland with two goals, three goals, four goals. As long as it's not under that, we're fine. So let's hope that that gets us away, James, to a good start. That's a very good start. $4.75. Like you say, St Andrews has turned into the, the fortress, which I don't think either of us expected at the start of the season. Not since the days of Trevor Francis. Uh, <laughs> that's going back a bit. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good to see Birmingham City um, performing well. They must have a problem with their stadium. I watched a couple of their games last month. I see their stadium, there's no people. And I, I Googled it and they've got some issue with um, their foundations or something. So the crowd is not even at, at full tilt there. Um, the other game I'm quite keen on, I, I, I haven't really liked them much all this season. I thought they were a, a real challenge to, to stay up in the competition. It's Hull City. Uh, they're at home against a Reading side whose recent form has been poor. I have watched Reading play QPR a couple of weeks ago and Preston North End last weekend. They were terrible, uh, losing two goals to one against Preston. Um, I think Reading will struggle to get anything at Hull. They're at 245 Hull City. I'm pretty keen on them to throw them into a multi over the weekend. And the other game is a team that uh, you follow, James. You're very keen on Rotherham United. They travel to Kenilworth Road to take on Luton Town with a new manager, Luton. Not sure who it will be. Not sure there will be some interim young fella in there for this game. Dollar seventy Luton. I thought that was short enough. For Rotherham at five dollars. The draw at three seventy. Rotherham aren't bad, and they're a difficult side to play against. And the one thing you know when you play Rotherham is likely to be goals either way. So total goals over two and a half at a dollar eighty five cents. I'm very very keen on that. So there's, there's three for the for the championship for the punters over the weekend. Birmingham City to win by two or more at 4.75. Hull City to beat uh, Reading at 2.45. And goals in the Luton Town-Rotherham game at $1.85. Uh, very good, Ken. A couple from me then before we wrap up. We might start with that Luton-Rotherham game. Mm. Uh, and uh, we don't do this very often, but uh, I might disagree with you on this one. I think Luton at $1.70 are a very good price. And I think they'll win. The reason being, and it's twofold, uh, you do mention the manager leaving, which is, you know, always hard, I think, for a, for a squad, especially a squad that's pushing for promotion. But he leaves the club in a very, very good place. Correct. Luton. Uh, and they've been in pretty decent form, I would have thought, over they, the last they, month or they so. They started slowly. They, they, they did. started slowly. But um, you look at last season, I mean, they were... Yeah, I think Nathan Jones got the manager of the year, actually. Mm. In, the, in fact, I know he did. So they were the surprise pack at uh, 12 months ago in terms of what they did. And this year, they, they, they'll, they'll be right there when the whips are cracking in terms of promotion. Yeah, I would agree that they're a top six chance, a genuine top six chance. I think he leaves them in a very good place. Mm. Uh, and, and I can see the Luton Town machine rolling on. Rotherham, now... As alluded to, I do have a soft spot for the Mighty Millers, but they're coming off uh, a huge derby win against Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. Rotherham went there and they won 1-0. I mean, that's their grand final. Mm. That is their their grand final uh, during this championship season. And you know my theory on teams going from kind of a high, I suppose, they put all their energy into getting up for a game and then having to repeat it. Now they've got to go down to London just about and face a team that's absolutely flying. So I don't mind Luton at $1.70. This kind of links in a little bit too, but Sheffield United, they have to go down to Cardiff to bounce back, and I think they will, $2.30. 
their favourites to win the league this season. That mm. would have stung a lot against Rotherham. And luckily for them, they can land right on their feet against a Cardiff side that's been fairly poor over the course of this season. They're paying $2.30 to go to Wales and win. And just finally, Huddersfield versus Swansea City. I like the over two and a half goals at $2.10. Swansea, I think their last two games, certainly the last two league games, have finished two all. Huddersfield have just found a little bit of goal-scoring touch themselves. Uh, and you've got an interesting stat about Swansea, don't you, Ken? Yes, they've got a habit of scoring first in games more than other, any other side in the in the championship. So there's a team-to-score first market, as I know there, there is. Normally it's pretty pretty even in terms of the way the odds are apportioned. So maybe go team-to-score first in that game, Swansea City, and maybe throw that into something. But I actually agree with you on the, on the goals in that game. If you look at the average goals between the two sides and matches between these two teams, it normally is quite high. So I, I can see there being goals. John Smith Stadium, is it still called Huddersfield? Johnny Smith Stadium? I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. After the Brewer. Yeah, there, there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so from the top, there's a fair bit to get through there. Ken's English Premier League multi. Forest versus Palace, both teams to score yes at a $1.87. Bournemouth to win against Everton, paying $2.80. And then over two and a half goals in the West Ham-Leicester City game. That's $1.88. Roll that all together and you're not too far off $10 there for your English Premier League multi. Selected bets here from Mick Bennett. He actually likes the draw in that uh, Everton-Bournemouth game. He likes the draw in the West Ham-Leicester game. And one that I really liked of his, he likes Aston Villa to go to Brighton and win. $4.25. They have... uh, significantly improved since getting rid of Steven Gerrard. The villains, they're potentially back on track now. In the Scottish Premier League, I should just say there to Newcastle United paying $2.25 to beat Chelsea. I'm quite keen on that one. In the Scottish Premier League, just a cheeky little multi to round out the final fixtures before going into the winter break. Hearts at $1.91 to beat Livingston at Tynecastle. And then we liked the look of Rangers to go to St Mirren and win, paying a dollar forty, and Celtic to win by two or more goals against Ross County, paying a dollar thirty. Ken was also keen on goals in the Aberdeen versus Dundee United game, either the over two and a half goals market total or the both teams to score yes, which pays a dollar and eighty three cents. And then in the championship, get on Birmingham tomorrow morning, nice and early. Birmingham to win by two or more goals against Sunderland, paying four dollars and seventy five cents. Ken was keen also on Hull City to win, paying two dollars and forty five cents. And the over two and a half goals in the Luton Town versus Rotherham game, paying a dollar and eighty five. I was keen on Luton to win that game at a dollar seventy. I like Sheffield United to beat Cardiff at two dollars and thirty cents, and I like over two and a half goals. At $2.10 in the Huddersfield versus Swansea game in South Yorkshire. I think that just about does us, Ken. Another big weekend to look forward to before we start prepping up for the World Cup. Yeah, look, we're going to really get into it for the World Cup, aren't we? We'll get a few well-known soccer celebs around the Oceania area too to to join us on the podcast, uh, James, as well. And, uh, gee, can't wait. I mean, what's your initial thoughts on the World Cup? Is it uh, your your South American giants plus your, your typical French, Spain... England kind of scenario? A couple of initial thoughts. Yes, Argentina and Brazil, definitely going to be hard to beat. France won at last World Cup, so that means they probably won't even qualify from their group this World Cup. Spain and Germany, fascinating. They're in the same group. Two incredibly strong football teams. And I like the USA to Mm. maybe just have a a little run to the quarterfinals. 
My big outsider to even get to the semis is Denmark. Uh, they're not a bad side. I don't want the Dutch either, but I think Denmark might just be, yeah, they might just be, well, not so much a surprise package, because they're pretty good at the Euros, but they're a side I don't think any of the top sides will want to play in the, in the last rounds. Get on Denmark to win their group. What price would they be? Oh, 250-ish? They, maybe more, because yeah. France would be very short. That's right, good yeah. call. Good call. So maybe Denmark to win their group. Gee, that's going to be some game, isn't it? Yeah, that'll be that'll be a huge game. But we'll uh, we'll start covering all of that off uh, next week here on the Racing and Sports Punters Pod. But until then, happy punting.